0: this work and find what i'm doing here and it really really matters uh, as small as that may seem so if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show i very much appreciate it thank you for listening let's get into it peace hey we are about to start a good brothers episode uh Wanted to send some love out to you and all the listeners. I um, hope you enjoyed uh, our NBA conversation. And as we move into a, you know, I think a serious but not too serious conversation about Juneteenth. You know, always be respectful and
1: take the best part for yourself. Peace, peace.
2: I'm Justin. My brother Justice, what's happening?
0: Hey man, we are here today. I'm um, gonna have a conversation. I'm feeling good. Um, Quick uh note from a piece of feedback from my uh, a good friend and, and regular listener to the show, my man Jerron, who said uh he said, let you know like Ben Simmons shoot he does these problems shooting because he's shooting with the wrong hand. You know, he's left-handed, mm, but right. he shoots with his right hand. Oh
3: because <laughs> he's see, ambidextrous. But, it, but you, listen, if you see? if if you can't shoot with your hand, you ain't ambidextrous. You're left-handed. <laughs> listen, you ain't ambidextrous if you shoot like him, man. I don't care what nobody said. Just because hey, I can shake in here with my left hand doesn't mean I should.
0: Here's pulling for the Sixers to pull this thing out. I appreciate the level of uh, you know, what I'm saying they, they 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 got a little ornery in Game Six, and um, you know, they need to do that. I'd rather see the Sixers, uh, Bucks than Atlanta, you know, Atlanta next year, man, Atlanta next year. Yeah, you know, what I'm
3: saying. Yeah, I mean the Six. I think the, the the Sixers and the Bucks is an interesting. Obviously, it's not quite as interesting, frankly, as the Sixers and the Nets. Um. Oh, I think that yeah, just yeah. would have been that would have been really interesting on a lot of different levels. Yeah, yeah. um, because you have a lot of a lot of parts there, right? You got Ben Simmons playing Harden. I mean, you just got a lot there,
2: right? Already yeah. playing Durant. Um, the Bucks and the Sixers, I think, will make for an interesting thing of like, can they put in? Can again, can you put Ben Simmons on Giannis to like?
3: slowing down, right? Coming down, coming down, and then who's going to stop Middleton, which I think always becomes a complication because Middleton is a star. He just... Middleton is like a star who just doesn't... who just plays very well, right? Like, he ain't like one of them guys you like... He's not going to amaze you with something, but he's going to give you 30. A tough 30.
0: Yeah, Well, he's a dude that if they had, like, if they had a real point guard, he would be... You know what I'm saying? That was the second dude, and Middleton would be yeah. like, "That's a third dude." You know what I'm saying? We got Middleton right. right there. You know what I'm saying? We get we ready yeah. to rock now. That's why everything's a struggle for them. They don't got a real. Yeah, point.
3: The, the, it feels like struggle ball. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but but it does. the Parts of watching them is like hard to watch sometimes. Cause like, okay, so if Giannis don't get the ball, uh, Holiday, you just gonna shoot or like, what's, what the hell's going on here, man? Like. <laughs>
0: It was the game plan? I'm confused.
3: Yeah, like what's the game plan? Which again, the Sixers sometimes feel like that too. Oh, man. Sometimes they come don't give me they come hours. down and be like, <laughs> like Doc Rivers, man. You was a hell of a point guard, man. You know, for those of us 40 and up, man, we remember you was like
0: hey man, as us as, as youthful Knicks fans appreciated every minute Doc gave in those uh closing years of the Knicks uh you know hey tips to, to
3: beat the Bulls, you know what I'm saying? We love you, Doc. <laughs> why did do your team why does your team shut down so you got like <laughs> Seems to have like epic failures, man. But it, but so you know, shout that. out to shout out to your brother, man. Let him know. I say I appreciate it. But if uh if you can't shoot with your right hand, then you ain't ambidextrous, man. You're left handed <laughs> with an okay right hand. <laughs> Damn it.
0: So um we wanted to lead off the day. And I think we last year this time. I, I think we at least gave mention 'cause cause that's when America, I guess, you know, in in light of of, of what was happening at that moment in the early wake of um you know George Floyd's murder uh was 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 was, was jumped on Juneteenth and, and we're like yeah Juneteenth and you know here they 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 made it a state holiday I I think it was I I don't well I know it was off but I know this year the state and the city were off officially and in light of the federal government uh making it official on Wednesday and, and made it official like immediately I meaning I guess if you work for the federal government you have Friday off and you didn't even know it was coming. Um,
3: yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I, I, I guess I get the, the level of honor you want to give it, but man, that's a logistical cool nightmare, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, you know, it's... uh,
3: Like, it's Wednesday. You got all Friday. Everybody.
1: Right. Like, man, do <laughs> But Everybody?
0: I got, this, I, I got some stuff tra- planned. I don't know if that's a good situation for me, but in any event... Um you know, I thought it'd be good for us to us have a little you know updated conversation on uh Juneteenth and, and some thoughts and and, and considerations and what have you um for the for the quick justice understanding of you know the history you know Juneteenth uh and what is a sever- celebration commemoration of when the uh you know the the u s army um and several one of I I believe I have it around here somewhere in one of those forces were actually of black troops uh reached Galveston and informed everyone that uh the the enslaved uh the those are um slaves are free you know that that that, that the president of the United States had a had uh outlawed or banished slavery yeah. uh, and for the detail for those that don't know the Emancipation Proclamation, Emancipation Proclamation applied to the states that were in the Confederacy. So those who were in open rebellion, uh was where you were free. And, you know, and then the word spread, and people said, huh? And you know, I always think about, you know, I wonder about sort of the context of how fast the word got around, you know, within the informal and formal networks that existed. Um, but and from there uh you know as many folks some folks will say, I guess I should say that that's the the, the actual point when you you have a full level of u s independence at least in foment you know in formation in that those who were in bondage you know were were now no longer you know required to stay in such a state you mean know, or or that would be enforced by the laws of the land as it were so um and, and I'll share real quick before I pass to you. So, my first exposure to Juneteenth, though, was actually, and it was really a Texas thing. And folks that, you know, now Texas is a big state. A lot of us got relatives at some point in Texas, you know, maybe first level, second level. If you're west of the Mississippi, um, you know, living in any West Coast city and you're black, your folks probably came from Texas or at least Louisiana, yeah. um, or Oklahoma, that's typically the pathway. But my first exposure, I recall, you know, it was like one of those like black holidays you heard about, but growing up in New Jersey, it wasn't necessarily, you know, it wasn't, it was like, oh yeah, Juneteenth, man, I heard about people in Texas, they do that. Yeah, it's like, we got that, oh man, that's dope. You just like almost on some dope local blackness. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna go to Texas someday and like be at a Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? Cause I ain't never been over there or, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, you know, what have you, the areas of of the country where that was was the the original flavor, so to speak. And um, you know, and then then there were local celebrations, you know what I'm saying? As I, you know, got older and then, you know, then then depending on where you went and how many people who were closely connected to it, there would be or wouldn't be, you know, a celebration of Juneteenth. Um yeah, so, you know, I guess that gets us here. So what's something uh, something that's on your mind uh, as we added this to the national suite of, uh, of celebrations that are going to be on everybody's, uh you know, calendar that you buy on your calendar app. is going to say, Hey, Juneteenth's here. You know what I'm saying? Like the way you might get a, you might get an MLK day notification. You know what I mean? Like MLK day, day is coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like what's uh yeah, let's start there.
3: Yeah. I, you know, um and just, you and I have talked about this before. Me and, me and Juneteenth got a complicated relationship
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and um just, <laughs> I'm further unpacking our complicated relationship um, because I think uh, to your point, origin story for me was I never heard about Juneteenth ever until we got to Pittsburgh and they were having a Juneteenth celebration.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I was mm-hmm. like, what you have a the Juneteenth celebration for? It was like, it's a show. Cause when people got free in, in Texas. Right. And I don't know if you just want to call it, you know, Eastern seaboard, <laughs> like whatever, like, <laughs> but you're not from Texas the hell you care about Texas for, right? Um, Though I will say, I think on a broader level, that's also sometime the uniqueness of when, I would say when blackness, to your point, had very hyper-local specific realities, Mm -hmm. right? Like festivals, activities, holidays, people who were like very unique to that particular area that when you went somewhere else, they'd be like, I mean, we had a point where we had musics
2: all to uh, identified by cities and regions, right? Like mm-hmm. I didn't hear bounce music until Juvenile
3: and Manny Fresh, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Baltimore house is which is different than Chicago house, house, yeah. Which is different.
0: different than North
3: Jersey house <laughs> different. Than North Jersey house, which is different than obviously techno from Detroit, which is different than DC. So there was a time. At, where a lot of our culture was highly hyper-local, right? And so I think in that essence, it was kind of like, well, why would you celebrate a holiday for people from another place, right? Because you had this like very specific level of history. Now, obviously, um, as we have evolved and things have changed, I understand it to be part of the amalgamation of how the United States does history. Mm. And just generally speaking, how we just really do bad at United States history across the board, right? Like, obviously, I could connect it to Black people's history and having the nuance of, you know, again, like you said, you got Confederate states. But then you had these Confederate states that were kind of like rogue breakaway states, right, of which Mm -hmm. Texas is one of them. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, even separate from everything, kind of like, and it still is to this day, kind of like a rogue state, right? Don't build subways. (laughs) Like, you know, no zoning, right? Like all the stuff that you take for granted in all these other parts of the country. We're just like, now we don't have that here. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, you want to, yeah, you want to build that house right there? Go ahead. We ain't got no zoning. (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like resilience, like, you know, what's going to happen if if the energy system go down? I no, we won't have none of that here.
0: Ah, man. You need to express your freedom, brother.
3: Yeah, (laughs) we won't know what to tell you. Express your freedom. so it's a rogue state, man. Um, so, like, just that that level of history, but also, and we talked about a little bit, when did Columbus Day become important? How did Thanksgiving really become a holiday, which has literally not much to do at all with, with you know, the pilgrims? and You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. all these things are political creations, right? The holidays and things we deal with are political creations. And U.S. history is, like if all you have is a is a, a a cleaver then everything looks like meat right so the united states history our way of dealing with it is like meat like oh that's when that's when slaves really got free it's like then everyone just kind of takes that like but there mm-hmm. were really complications there because it's important for folks to remember that people knew this was going on white folks knew this was going on and slave owners quote unquote took slaves down to Texas when they knew this was happening, even mm-hmm. after the Emancipation Proclamation, because they knew that Texas would be a place that would operate as like a, no, uh, uh, like a, a zone with no rules. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so you think about the economics of, okay, we didn't tell you for two months more because we want a, one more harvest. And there were reports say around like up to 250,000 quote-unquote enslaved people which is not a small amount of people, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, United States history is not told from the context of essentially white landowners are trying to get one more lick in, <laughs> right? They, they, were trying, they were trying to hit you know, hit the jackpot one more time. And then the other part of this is this idea that when you read what they said about people being free, but that all slaves were advised to continue to work where they were, they were advised not to leave their homes. which I think is a really important part of this, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially we're getting rid of slavery, but we are not, cha- we're not fundamentally trying to change the economic relationship, yeah. right? Which you can, you can miss that part of this, right? When you're making it about race, not economics, right? That someone said, oh, the, the union soldiers, oh yeah, you're free, but I mean, no, oh, you should still work there though.
1: You just just,
0: you know kind of hold it down for a minute like we got to figure this thing out just hold it down
2: (laughs) and and
3: and don't not work right right because not working or trying to go to the military and you not working will not be tolerated like what the what kind of fucking message is this (laughs) you know and, and so again just to me it just talks about how american history all all of our holidays are such meat Cleaver holidays that don't do nuance and allow us to, to like really understand American history. Yeah. But to that point, I do also want to say I appreciate and respect those who, you know, have kept the tradition of trying to do this for a while. And then you'll talk a little bit about that. But just that idea of having this thing and allowing like black folks from not just Texas, but also Oklahoma, Arkansas, because I think we also obscure that, right? Like that was a region like there were lines drawn, but that's a broader region of people Yeah, right. that were on these kind of border states of lawlessness and black folks, you know, like when we're talking about the, you know, Tulsa, um, you know, the, uh, uh, Greenwood and, and, you know, destruction
2: of, of Greenwood folks were living in these like really r- lawless areas. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And had to put up with a very particular, specious
3: form of white supremacy and racism due to where they were. So, yeah.
0: Well, the, the thing, one of the things that uh I always think about it, and like I said, one I want to elevate again, like understanding Juneteenth first being introduced to me by folks who were like from the tradition of celebrating it, right? And they're like, "Yo, uh-huh. y'all, oh, y'all know about Juneteenth? Let me tell you about Juneteenth, brother." You know what I'm saying? And and, and a particular level of, 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 of pride, right. In terms of like something that um, it gave me the sense that especially folks that like I said, were from those, those spaces. And it was a part of their, their tradition growing up the whole way. Right. Where it's like, this is, this is our celebration. This is when we get it in, you know what I'm saying? About, you know, and our families come together and, you know, unfortunately like it's, yeah, it's, it's over there. It's cool. But, you know what I mean? This is when we kick it. You know what I'm saying? Hold down parts, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think somebody, uh, Hollywood Rick or Black Archives, one of those two that usually do does like some Black history, like little posts on Instagram, um, like shared, you know, some like news articles and like, these old news articles, like the Dallas area, like you know, like oh, the Negroes aren't you know cleaning yards and doing other shit. It's Juneteenth. You know what I'm saying? They they overdoing them. You know, I said that in and, and much more <laughs> <closely> <laughs> than maybe the way that news article did. You know what I mean? But but the idea that, you know, something that is based in the tradition of Black people, especially in a particularly hostile, you know, every American uh, context where Black people has its own level or construct of hostility, um, but in the particular context of, of a Texas <laughs> hostility where folks would, right. would assert their right to gather to celebrate and to to and tell their story as a part of the fabric of this society in the way that they felt was worked for them. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm, you know, mm. I'm 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 a big advocate that we have to take we have to have self determination and control of how we tell our own story about ourselves. Um, and, and from that context, also I think about, um, you know, before we you know get into the memeifications and the and the various you know hot takes on this, you know, that uh, per- percolated through the social medias for the last week and a half since all this, you know, kind of came all the way through. Um, that, you know, there is a piece, and I want to, I guess I'll elevate now, like Opal Lee is a longtime activist um, who's been working on this for years, right? And And I can understand the overall value if you're putting it on the national, you know, on the national stage of if you're going to have celebratory events about American history and you're gonna leave out that at the the war that we have we, uh, we have an ongoing you know sort of one hand like yeah man it's really important we gotta talk about the civil war and the other hand like don't talk about none of the details of the civil war but you know but mm-hmm. talk about it right that you had a situation where
2: a piece something was put out and said you're free. But if you don't ever get the information,
0: you know, it's like right now. Like if somebody said, "Yo, we we got we got ten thousand dollars." Like if if tomorrow, next week, you know, reparate like reparations bill passed, and it's like, yeah, you got to go to the whatever office and register to get your bread. And if you ain't never get the memo, and ain't nobody tell you that 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 they had it over there, like right. you you didn't actually get it. <laughs> like you still. Mm. You actually there's still a there's a linkage right, and in, in that if we're going to look back at the conditions in different states in, in 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 history in general, you know, to put in the space like yeah like you know if if two people met in a courtroom in 1863 and wrote something down on paper, like you know it wasn't no uh it wasn't no CNN <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't no like national radio broadcast that'd been like hey we all y'all was out there working the back forty and it would you would hear over the loud there wasn't no loudspeakers <laughs> right like you're you're as a uh as a person as a black person who was you know in bondage you had the informal networks informal networks within you know between you know plantations land you know different workers you know which the, the word of mouth piece which was probably a pretty fast moving network you know what I'm saying you know but still something that required, you know, person-to-person contact and communication, right? You you had people who had to act like they couldn't read when they were looking at the paper and say, wait, that says who's free? I'm almost positive that says we free. I can't really say nothing about that right now in front of all these white folks. So I'm gonna just act like I don't know what that says,
2: right? Like right. there's all these layers <laughs> to unpack and think about. um, And then though, like, the... Uh, and it actually is. A, I, mean, I think
0: I've brought it up on here before, but the tr- uh, truth has never been uh, told, or half never, has never been told. Which is a very good sort of um, history and, but and slash economic analysis of uh, articulation of how really slavery, you know, from like nineteen eighteen eight, you know, to to the Civil War, operated and functioned. You know that, you know, all of those states were these expansion markets. And where you go, oh, you know, in Texas, even before the Civil War, was this, oh, look, we can, not only can we move slaves there, if I'm trying to hide my, the debt I owe on this enslaved person, because our current modern mortgage industry is largely rooted in the mortgaging of people, um, I will move them to Texas, (laughs) because it wasn't part of, it was part of that time, it wasn't part of the United States, so you had to go there, you had to to get the money, cool. to get the value from me. You got to go find my slave.
3: Aka, <laughs> Aka, a- catch me if you can. I'm the gingerbread man. Right, <laughs> you know like
0: there's so many levels to this, right? And so, so, so the idea
1: that
0: these people would, you know, know this was out there, and then also, I guess, just another layer people understand because I think sometimes we can think of something being in like a war and then that all other stuff stops and it's just like a war going on. And I guess like either other people are in the war or they're watching the war. But it's like, no, all the other economic activity to the degree that it can goes on. Right. Like if there's a, some sort of military thing happening. So farms keep trying to farm and you know the production <laughs> mechanisms, manufacturing, whatever. So you can see the people thinking, yeah, we, we look, man, get them newspapers up out of here. If somebody right. come around handing around pamphlets, you know what I'm saying? You know, even to the degree, the whole construct, I mean, I always think, this may be a speculative history, historian justice, you know, the general idea of wearing, kind of pushing outsiders away, you know what I mean? in, in especially in American tradition, you know, I feel is, it has some roots in the idea of information balance and in that if you've established an order, whether it's legal or not, right? I don't need nobody that's not from around here coming and saying something and people actually wanna exercise their rights and be treated with respect <laughs> outside of the context that we, those who have the power to enforce it locally have tried to establish. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, just on a, a Texas side note, and it's, I mean, I know it's a, it's a dramatization uh, of a set of stories, but I think it's a... Hall and Leonard, it's, it's kind of a wild show if you ever watch it on Netflix. I think it's the AMC or something show. But one of the seasons, deals with them going to this town that's just this like notoriously viciously racist like town like up to the age these these books take I think the blur novels I think first but the the movie at the show I think takes place like this time to like the late 70s eighties or something and it's like this town that's like still a sundown town in like 1981 on some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like and you know you know mayhem ensues but it was the general idea, like, oh, you going over there? Oh, no, hold on, brother. <laughs> like, you can't go down there. Them people, you know, them folks will kill you. And won't nobody be able to come in there and solve the case? Like, these are real parts of the American story. Like, they're not theoretical things. Like, I know that's traumatization, but the reality that when we think about Juneteenth and the conditions of actually exiting slavery, that you're on this land you got a couple you got that you got maybe some you know a couple of people that are coming in and out of the farm due to their role or the land so that's how y'all getting the information in and out um maybe you know maybe you know somebody's you know skimming notes you know up in the up in the office in the in, in the house in the big house whatever like oh I see that they, they were talking about this I heard them you know what I'm saying but you you are still in a very limited place that even if you tell me I'm free then it's like what if I ain't never been no more than two miles from here? Like, where do right. I, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, now, there's something that I will say that and I've read different things where, you know, people knew a lot more than we give them credit for, though. Like, what people, you know, they, they would do through these informal networks and the asking whose people was this and that You know, have sometimes general idea, like, yeah, I know I got some folks of mine or you know, my, one of my children, they've been sold to a farm named this you know what I'm saying, in this part of the country and would know, you know, if I'm going to try to connect because that's something that is uh, also picked up in that one book and some others um, is how once folks, you know, actually were free, you know, quickly started trying to locate their relatives. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, kids, you know, uh, brothers and siblings, whatever, and reconnect or reconstitute their families if they could. So, like, when we think about this as a national holiday it's like i i would like folks to to weave in all of those things and also though largely acknowledge that for black people this was the folks that 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 held on to this and, and nurtured this tradition it was like yo we know, we're going to have fun <laughs> like, like it's not a, it's not a uh, you know it's not a we, right. well, i'm hoping we, we avoid the world where we get the uh, the glory roll the Juneteenth is coming up. The celebration of the solemn, like you know, what I'm like the, the deep uh, Juneteenth, you know what I'm saying? Like we do for MLK, where they go, MLK and the dreams, you know, the, the sour tones. Like, you know, at least for us, I, I mean, I I think I would largely ask, like if you really ain't in community on Juneteenth, just sort of play the back and don't say nothing. <laughs> like just sort of mm. just sort of go over there, like just go, oh Juneteenth, but like don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to go buy dashiki or, or make a red velvet cake or nothing. Just, just sort of just sort of fail, fall back. And if you have a culturally connected, you know, person in your life who, like, maybe invites you to a Juneteenth event or if it's a public event, like a market or a fair, like, go to that, right? Because it's a public event. It's intended for people to come and experience the joy and the fun of the Juneteenth. But, you know, otherwise, man, I don't really, you know, I, I don't really... Like Whoa. I last year, I, I don't know how I feel about other, everyone... Trying to feel like now I need to put this on my radar to be correct, so to speak.
3: Well, I think one, just I want to touch on, I think you make a really, really, really important point here is agency. Mm. Agency is really important here because when you look at those pictures from Fort Worth, when you look at the pictures from Black folks in
2: 1900 celebrating Juneteenth, like you said, it was a celebration. Right. It was a celebration of a very I don't want to call it site specific, but important of a very local
3: experience that they had and their families had. Right. So that's Mm -hmm. why if you see June teams happen in different places all across the country, well, it makes sense. Because to your point, people from Texas went to those places. And they brought with them their history, right? They brought in and even talking about Obo Lee, how kept the history of an event alive, right? That wasn't someone telling you something was important to you. That was you keeping the history alive, you instituting it in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. And making it so, no, we're going to celebrate this. So even the white folks who might not want to celebrate it, got to, okay, we got to celebrate Like you said, they're not going to work anyway, so it don't matter. <laughs> they're going to celebrate Juneteenth regardless, right? And so... When you take that and out Edwards and his, the whole history of him being like the father of Juneteenth and all the different work they did all across Texas to keep this present, I think it goes to, you know, something that we often talk about, which is this level of agency and not losing sight of agency in the perpetuation of your interests, right? From a, from a social and political context. Now, when you say, hey, we've turned it into this and people say, oh, OK, well, we'll just all do it. Now, Every now it goes into rededication. That's not necessarily what Juneteenth was about. So we got to be really careful, you know, being editors and kind of you know, doing op eds on what it means to you. 200 and some years later. Versus what it meant to the people who were doing it. They were having dancers and and beauty shows (laughs) and people riding by in cars, right? And and putting barbecue on. Don't necessarily turn it into, like you said, this sad event to try to, to look at the horrors of slavery. There's enough information and enough time in the history of American culture to focus on the horrors of slavery, not to take a holiday that had a very specific context and now turn it into something. Hence if you're celebrating Martin Luther King and then you just turn it into a day of service, which I get, but at the same time, like if you're celebrating someone who did something great and served people, does that mean that you got to go volunteer that day? If you just want to reflect and teach your kids about this, something, is that not okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that therein lies the nuance again of this, like, this broader conversation that you have to have but remembering that people kept their history alive to be able to keep this idea and putting it in front of America. But to not forget, to my point, like they didn't know, some people didn't know. Once people found out, they had to make a new world. But generally the system, you know, Texas is essentially our Geneva and and Cayman Islands in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's essentially where everybody went. And it's the place where, to your point about talking about the also the Confederacy, which is very interesting, is the place where uh, defeated Confederates went to keep the narrative about the lost cause. Mm-hmm. Because so many soldiers went to Texas because it was a place you still could keep this idea up of we fought, for the, we fought the good fight. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of talks about how the economics and politics of this idea and teaching the nuance so our kids don't just go, oh, Juneteenth is when we go celebrate or not celebrate. We're going to be all sad. you missed the Grumpy Pants, right? <laughs> <laughs> Having no nuance of the actual history of the, of, of, of the celebration.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's, um, there's something else appropriate to what you brought up. Earlier, in terms of you know when we discuss the past and and that we don't get into details and um you know I, I, I think the larger or the the the, the circling you know kind of on the periphery of the conversation is like which I still struggle with is you know in some ways I don't totally know what to do with some of these holidays, you know what I mean you know mm-hmm. since i my my personal you know, my internal, our shared <laughs> cultural perspective is that many of the, the holidays at some mark as religious or markets other way, you know, I have to, in my own arc of development, I had to look at them askew and go like, hmm, like, why are we celebrating that? Why is this happening? Like, why is this on the, what is this rooted in? What is, you know, and how does this, if this is a day that is so significant that, you know, depending on what I do for a living, I get the day off. <laughs> why why what does a day off mean um in, in in one context then if it does mean if it means more than just a day that i don't have to go to work
2: what is the appropriate set of behavior or activities behaviors um
0: you know rituals what have you for me you know, to hold this day in some high, you know, regard of value or esteem or what have you, you know, um, you know, my mother's birthday is, um, you know, the day before Memorial Day. So, you know, one of her childhood memories is always around her birthday, having to go to the Memorial Day things, um, you know, honoring veterans as a kid, you know. Right. And and in many ways, being like, man, why I always got to go to the funeral? <laughs> why I got to go to the mm. cemetery every year on my birthday? You know what I'm saying? But part of that, you know, she, grandfather, the grandfather's World War II vet. All his brothers, World War II vets. Just you know, everybody that ain't at home that ain't keeping score on black people in their service. Um, five brothers, all of them vets. They got vets on the other side too. So just you know, thinking like nine or ten. If I crown it correctly. Anyway, sorry. Just justice getting all in <laughs> justice stuff. Um, the but like, you know, there's certain points within the context of Memorial Day where people there's there's there are some people that they actually they do have, you know, structured ideas like what should happen, you know, and what my duty is. For most of us, Memorial Day is like the first cookouts of the summer. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and you may or may not, you know, you may go. You know, help somebody put uh markers on the at the local veterans you know cemetery like you may go volunteer and do that right, but you may not <laughs> you know what I mean you don't most people don't feel but people may not even know that's something that happens right that people go and put flags out on the on the on the graves you know for all the soldiers right like some people may not know that's something that actually happens in places and that are people that that's a you know a thing that happens every year. Um, you know, or go to a ceremony, you know, then people can have speeches and give words of, you know, honor and what have you. Like, these are things that actually are part of the fabric for some folks, you know, but for many people, it's get up, you know, barbecue, watch the NBA playoffs, you know what I'm saying, you know, probably on
3: Memorial Day. Unofi- unofficial beginning of summer.
0: Right, unofficial beginning of summer, you know, three-day weekend, uh, you get the flyer, uh, invited guests, you know what I'm saying? De la soul, trial call quest, Batman, <laughs> Batman, Superman, <laughs> the Wonder <laughs> twins. Um, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's invited, like they're all invited to this event type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you see the you remember them flyers? Oh,
1: like, invited guests, J.
0: Rudy <laughs> Derrick. Yo,
3: it, it, invited, invited, won. You believe oh, they gonna the, be there? Oh, invited man. guests was the biggest fraud because it's like, like you said, invite against Batman, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny. Like and you might as well say that. <laughs> like, oh man, I ain't
0: know, I ain't know that a Zeus was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, then you realize that it's invited. That ain't meaning they come, right? But that you know how many of our three day weekend holidays in this country, you know, basically turn into. And and I and I again, I I, I try to be sensitive and not, I don't begrudge people. But they're like, yo, this is a, a weekend where I get I get three days. I can go kick it. I can go do something fun. <laughs> like i i like i have stru- i don't have to take money out of my pocket or time off my thing to like go have a trip
3: or a weekend or go visit some family or you know whatever
2: but that means – can i just say this
3: just real quick yeah. that that's a, that's about the broader thing of our economic system mm-hmm. that like you're just like yo any day off i will take it right which right. which you know goes to the whole kind of black thanksgiving conversation right, right. You have four
0: days off in November. What? You're not going to go hang out with your family?
3: (laughs) Which, like I said, which becomes like essentially how Thanksgiving has become family day. Right? Like, people would try to rename it. Like, it's a family day. It ain't Thanksgiving no more. But that's because of our economic conditions where you can't get 10 people in your family to say, you know what? We're all taking off Mm -hmm. these two days and we're all going to go celebrate together. Right? Like, there is a degree of, to like you're saying, almost like a if this is what I got, this is what I will create versus the actual origin story, right? Mm-hmm. Or maintaining the cultural consistency of maybe what was planned. And then again, there's a political reality of what,
2: why we are celebrating uh, people who, who, who died in service, right? Because that itself is something we have to think about. Like,
3: okay, what they died in service to the country. In this war, or this war, or this war, right? But then you got other people, like you said. The, we're gonna have a cookout. The Easter Bunny gonna be there, and Miami's gonna be open, right? So
0: we're gonna have a cookout back. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna yeah. We're gonna get it in.
3: Oh man, everybody get Spider Man. We got the Hawk coming <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I just wanted to, to say that, but because I think. That's where me personally, I always run into stuff on quote-unquote holidays where it's like, it's almost like watching kids at the gym, kids at the playground eventually use the playground differently than it was originally intended.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. If you watch a kid long enough at the playground, they're not going to do the right thing on the jungle, <laughs> on the jungle gym. <laughs> eventually, they're going to walk on top of the jungle gym or do something that is extremely dangerous. I'm not, uh, yeah. not saying people are children, but just saying... Without context of how to use it or over time, the original use of something actually starts to shift Mm -hmm. and it starts to be used for something else, especially in the context of I don't get days off. I don't get to live the life I want to with my job or my profession. So here is a day that I will have to essentially be free or do something that I think is important because I don't get those days any other day which may which again post covid we may see a shift in the work culture of america or some circles i don't think it will be some circles people have to go back to working like they used to
1: mm-hmm.
3: but in some circles i think we will see that shift so it'll be interesting to see how we treat quote unquote holidays you know post covid
0: yeah yeah and then i guess the other you know the, like interesting just to start with this cuz i i think it's good when when we process change in society to think about like what To do self-reflection on when I, what were the things that bubbled to the surface, when you started thinking about this now being on the landscape, right? And like one of the things that bubbled to surface me was like, man, how's that going to work for the end of the school year? (laughs) I'm saying because like Hmm. depending on where you live, I mean some schools school over, yeah, right. But other places like now you got this extra holiday, like three weeks into June, and usually, you know, that might be like here at least usually that's the last day of school right <laughs> most, no, most years that's going to be around the last day of school right so the like, school going to close school going not close are they going to go over to the next monday like you know what i mean which are totally you know are totally things <laughs> where you're thinking of the conditions of your situation i guess you know echoing back on what you were just adding on about but but i think it's important as people that we we, we become aware that that's how a lot of times we think about stuff <laughs> like we don't necessarily think about it as some like i'm going to have a meditative moment on the the essential Uh-oh. value of of day of this day off, like within the larger cosmology of my 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 spiritual, you know, social value constructs. You right. Know? Oh man, but that's usually what I go to our annual, you know, the, the, the you know, using the, uh, what's, uh, Fred Flintstone and them's, uh, the, you know, the, oh, oh, the, oh,
1: the oh, Grand Pooh Pooh by they had the, it.
0: You know, the, water buffaloes, yeah, the water buffaloes, the, you know, national convention is usually, uh, <laughs> around there. How's that going to impact the convention? Like, whatever thing exists in your mental map of that time, right, is going to be something you're going to have a internal reaction to, right? Now, now none of this, and, and I think we've pushed it out far enough, is, you know, so if Brian could bring it, I'll bring it up now. Is the, you know, and it's been my 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 place and space and, and consternation with what I consume on the internets and the social medias of the like the various forms of the memes and, and they're good jokes. Some of them are funny, some of them are, some of them are, eh, some of them I saw it coming a million miles away. Of yeah, they just giving us this symbol of freedom without the real change. Uh, they you know and and, and you know uh, and i will continue to rail against the they giving us concept i i really don't think is a helpful construct for us to engage the issues that we're trying to address for ourselves i think we seed way too much power to an amorphous system of of you know fulcrums of change um you know i i, I guess in some effort to motivate us to ask for more <laughs> or to do more or to I don't really even know what the point is sometimes of this particular like, you know, logic, you know, model of whatever happens. So in this case, you know, ignoring that again, there are actual people who've been campaigning and working to elevate the the value and the importance of Juneteenth for decades, right? And now that the social and political context was, you know, starting from last year to now made it right to go yeah, like, you know, this needs to be added to the national, the official, I guess, to the degree that it can be called that, the official national fabric, right? The national story that if you're going to say that the, you know, these are the days that, um, which, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, although Juneteenth is, is, it it, it don't know. Juneteenth is us. It is about us because Black people made it. Black History Month started out as Black History Week. it's made by Black people. Then other people Say, oh, let's do something for Black people by making it a national thing, but you don't get no days off for Black History Month. Just in case everybody keep a score, you know what I'm saying? But MLK <laughs> Day, uh, that's where you say, you know, the Black mini. We you know we did put, you know, two put two things. Bang, put them on the put them put on the calendar. You know what I'm saying?
2: You do, but anyway, the the sort of like, you know, and I and I didn't do
0: an exhaustive search for the various think pieces going this is just the beginning you, you just don't think that now that the work is done like you know because at some levels like i don't know if anybody ever thought that was what it was like if, if you have a community that's been celebrating this and now maybe this takes a little bit of the load off because i'm sure there was folks that was putting together juneteenth events like damn i gotta work on friday and do all this other shit and then tomorrow we got to get up and do the parade and we're going to do this, we're going to have the cakes and we're going to right. have the beauty pageant, we're going to have a horse show. we You know what I'm saying? And like, so, they, so it was like, damn, maybe I'm going to get that Friday off <laughs> for setup. Like, you know, right. this is a, you know, but in any event, like I, I, I want to challenge us in our comfort, sharing these, you know, these little mental messages about how things get to us, how change happens and what things mean in the moment. That may not really be accurate characterizations of what's what's going on, but they feel, for whatever reason, for some people, they feel empowered or they feel they're motivational to like do this. Yeah, they just gave y'all some bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And it's sort of right. like it's like, well, maybe some people ain't actually they like, yo, I know it is just a day off. Like I'm not, I'm not actually, <laughs> and I didn't actually think now I was free, so to speak, or like that my fight was done. Like I'm like. I just, I don't totally understand it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand it. You know, I'm trying to be empathetic to where people are at when they're, like who they're messaging to. Like are they messaging to their peers? Do they feel their peers don't understand this? Are they venting? I don't know. I just worry that we're far too comfortable resharing ideas that are not fully baked or half cooked or may lead to broader misunderstanding and, and,
3: you know, and, uh, oh, Absolutely. We're, we're sharing snark pieces. We're sharing snark responses and we're sharing responses that, you know, obviously there's a democratization of the social space today that is unlike any time in human history, right? There's never been a moment that with one thing you can get on somewhere and tell someone whatever you think, right? And if enough people listen to you, They'll start sharing with other people, presenting it as fact of sorts, or at least their perspective at that time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you and I talked about how the human brain receives information is often different
2: than how, maybe even the intent. The -hmm. human brain receives that information and tries to process it as fact. Right.
3: Or not, Mm -hmm. right? So if someone shares and says, we wanted all this stuff and this is what you've got, America, be better, like who is America and what does it mean to be better?
2: (laughs) And then to your point, we all don't share the same vision of what freedom looks like. Mm -hmm.
3: So if everyone doesn't share, for some people, the fact that their family is from a place and they've been celebrating, and now America is broadly acknowledging the fact of what this means, even in our meat cleaver, you know, butcher (laughs) way that we do things, That might be sufficient for folks. And I had to grow to that to say that that may be sufficient for a group of people, because if you don't have a shared vision of what the big thing is, right, then for some people, this is a good thing. And for people, like you said, have been celebrating this, keeping this on, this is a part of like, I have my own agency, but now my agency is being recognized nationally.
2: Right. That's not a bad thing. Now, if you want to continue to fight for other things, that is a long-term
3: strategy to think that you were going to get fundamental change in American society based on something happening in one year. a historical as all get out. As powerful as it was and is for the murder of George Floyd to be seen in the resulting things, it is ahistorical to think that you're going to see seismic American change, even as we were to throwing around the term
2: racial reckoning, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We have not come to a racial reckoning in America. That's just, a, I mean, that is
3: a, that, that is a talk, that, that, that's a really big term, right? So to think that like you told people you wanted 10 things and you only got two. Well, you got the two that they were most comfortable giving you. (laughs) The other eight are going to come through long-term organizing, strategizing. You know, those things come from getting everyone on your side versus you putting something out and then assuming, because you said it, that that's what should happen without really coming together with other people, as you often talk about in community and saying, do we have a broad sense of agreement, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because it, it is, it, you know, just even coming back, looking at the amount of people who are like, "I'm wearing my June team shirt." That again, up until relatively recently, was extremely hyper local. I come to see that there are people who who are feeling somewhat fulfilled by this idea of being recognized in this sense. Mm-hmm. And for me, even though I may have a more nuanced version of history, nuanced view of history. I have to respect and honor where people end up and not tell you that if you like it, it's because you're not woke enough or because you don't care about black people enough. Yeah. Right. This is truly a marathon. As we look at even the history of when people found out what people did in Texas as a response, Uh, the history going on for hundreds of years of having a holiday, these things are merit, uh, pardon me, agency and celebration of their own, Self-identified these, right?
2: Mm-hmm. These are long-term events.
3: This is not a short-term event. So I, I do think that there is a space where, we're shift, we're sh- kind of sharing snark culture. We're sharing
2: these like smart-ass responses to uh, current events, turning them into almost positions. When they're really not positions, right? They're sound bites that, at best, are funny. That might need that at best need to be fleshed through. Mm-hmm. At worst, they're ahistorical. At worst, they're damaging to long-term strategy. At worst, you make people feel bad about what didn't happen, which cuts down the fight. Right. Mm. Because they're like defeated. You're not defeated, it's one part of a broader thing that people have been fighting for, right? Fighting for
3: the idea of acknowledgement, fighting for this idea, but also showing their agency. So if you want, quote unquote, police departments defunded, or you want, you know, I don't know, just know that that's going to be a long-term thing in America generally to create the conditions by which that occurs broadly not just with the power structures and the maintenance of white supremacy, but also with making sure that you make sure that, frankly, Black folks agree with you. Absolutely. And not assume <clears throat> that because you assert that you have to abolish police, that the person next to you or even the person that has been affected by the police assume that they want the police abolished. Yeah.
2: You know? And, it's just, and I, I agree. And I think the... um. You know, again, differentiating,
0: I think I, I I fully advocate for people to write or make little video, you know, expressions of what they're in thinking and feeling in the moment. I just encourage folks to be mindful, um, especially if you didn't write it, of what you're sharing. And then, you know, being open to the idea that, you know, it's like something I do with, well, I do with both my kids, but especially do my daughter younger when we watch certain things is encouraging her to interrogate what she's inputting (laughs) Mm, (laughs) like kind of go like what is this what is it just what did this you know this drama or this other show or this other thing this tiktok video i just looked at that said some you know tried to make some sort of point about something what did they just try to tell me and is it actually something i think is true you know what i'm saying because because again as you said your brain codes it as i got to make this a a yes or a no A good or a bad, I got to, I got to code this as something. And even if what is in here is total flim flam or totally baseless, I'm now there's doubt has arisen and I have to like, look at it with this perspective or this lens of, well, maybe it is true. Maybe it isn't. I
2: don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: You know I mean? And you know, I just don't think it's healthy. I just, I think that I would, I would also encourage people like if you share the uh you know, and please to those that are listening. If you are like, look, I just shared the one with the steps. Cause that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a classic meme, which, you know, somebody do, doing the long step and you put the different things on the five steps and then, you know, and you skip, you know, I get it. You know what I mean? But you know, these other, there's just a lot of, there's some other pieces, you know, especially the visual pieces. Um, and, and it's generally something that I have great dis, this discomfort with the way, um, you know, especially that, that folks share stuff that is, it can give the impression that it actually is rooted in some deep body of, 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 of study and understand and, and study interpretation, you know, grasp of a concept to someone who does not know very much about the concept or the issue that they may not dig deeper or ask more inquisitive, more, more, uh, robust questions because they feel like someone that they trust gave them enough to go that they, this is all they really need to know is yeah, that sucks. Fuck that. <laughs> now I'm going to move on and go make some greens. Like, you know what I'm mean? saying? Like I mm-hmm. really would encourage folks to be as it pertains to this. And then my thing is, I guess, and this probably, be you know, my last thought is unless you got, I don't know if we missed anything, but, uh, you know, if it's on the board, man, think what's the opportunity? <laughs> if, if if this means, especially depending on what you what you do for a living or where you how you show up in the world, that there's a there's a the third, you know, most likely is to most time be the third Friday, you know, in a in June, it's gonna be a day off that everyone's off. What can you do with it? How how can you make it go or, 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 or interesting or robust for your for yourself, for your community? You know what I'm saying? Is there you know, what you don't need, you don't have to now organize any like bigger national events. You don't need to ask your local municipality to have like a a, a parade. You know, if you all wasn't already doing parades, you don't got to start one. <laughs> but right. for you and how a community shows up for you, you know, does this, is this, what does this present as a way to make something happen maybe or, you know, whatever that is that would be beneficial to you and your folks. You know what I'm saying? And, and to your network of people or to your space and place and region. You know, one of the, oh, I guess I do have one other thing too, um, just on that tip. Cause uh, there's a local, and I would put it in the show notes, um, uh, a local family here who was the first, um, and I and I can't remember her name cause I just read the article uh, last night, um, but I put it in there. And the sister that was family from Texas and she was working, I think it was at shipyards. And, like, the first Juneteenth celebration out here, basically, like, her going, like, hey, man, we, we got another Juneteenth. And, like, basically on the job and telling the, uh, the you know, the foreman or whatever have you, like, hey, we need to, you know, do something about Juneteenth. And, and the foreman, you know, obviously, they have no idea what she's talking about. But her going, look, he's like, well, you got 15 minutes. And, like, on the work break, like, hey, y'all, this is our Juneteenth. <laughs> like, we going to get it in. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Right, but it's important to acknowledge it. and then that's sister and, and that family holding on and keeping the tradition alive here in Portland, right? Like understanding that we have a long history of us are asserting our values about what's important to us. <laughs> Whether mm-hmm. you agree or disagree with people, the individual interpretations of that at different times in our, in our story arc, that is something that's rooted in us. It's like, yo, that's, that's, this is important to us. So we putting it on the map. You know what I'm saying? Right. going to tell you, hey, you know, we celebrate this. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, and I, I would, um, you know, so I just think it's, you know, let's, I, I would just like folks to have a little bit more, you know, slow down on the start and, you know, I'm strength-based, man. What what, what can we do? <laughs> it's on the board. What can we do? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we, how do we weave this into the national fabric for us, you know what I'm saying, and and, and and to serve our needs, and 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 don't worry, don't worry so much about how others, you know, how they're gonna do, what they go, how they get the day off. I, okay, I mean, yeah, I get it, but you know, I, I don't also operate within, I don't have the, um, I don't have the desire to control other people, so. I, outside of just asking them politely, like, you know, don't, don't come to my house or you come over, you know, don't be, be okay with me saying, no, nah, no, thank you. I don't want to be involved. Um, you know, do, go do something, go, go, you know, go, 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 do what makes you happy. And yes, there will be Juneteenth sales next year. So just, just let it go. It's America. Everything, every, every third day Listen, on is, a, is a holiday. If you sale. wanted time off,
3: if you wanted time off, it's commercial. I mean that's the reality of it, right? If you want the day off, someone is going to do something to make money because you, because it is it has become not just a, a celebratory concept. There is an economic element to it. And To your mm-hmm. point, there is not a the only federal holiday that may be seen as not an economics to it. Besides Black folks doing fly celebrating MLK, you know, having a party for MLK Day, the dream, you know, <laughs> continuing the dream at the strip club, like. <clears throat>
2: They, they become Memorial Day has become a way to start the summer to sell barbecue stuff. Like
3: that's just what it is. July 4th. That's what it is. Labor Day, end of season travel, Memorial Day, beginning of season travel. Every holiday becomes an economic opportunity in a country about commercialism. Yeah. And the funny thing is we're transmitting these ideas to each other on commercial Business uh, on commercial enterprises, right? Like, this isn't like you didn't go to the library and sit down, talk to somebody else at the free library and pass them a note that said, hey, man, Juneteenth is bullshit. You know, white man, the messed up Juneteenth. You got on one of the biggest things, one of the biggest companies in the world now, Worth, you know what I mean, tech companies in the world, is Facebook and shared information. You bought a June team shirt on Amazon or you bought them from someone black who did it, who's selling it to you via Instagram. <laughs> the very nature of how you're conveying information by its nature, I mean, by, by, by the way you're doing it, is commercial. So we should not delude ourselves on the relationship to commercial stuff that will come for things
2: that is yours when you decide to scale it. Right. If you don't want nobody to do nothing with you, don't scale it. <laughs> yeah. So, as here we are. So um, in a, in a in a in a pivot thought. You know what I mean, yes, unless sir. you got
0: something else to add. No, you know, no, no, no. We are recording. I'll let y'all know. We are recording this morning on Father's Day. Um, I am I am a uh a, a, what you call a staunch Father's Day advocate. Meaning, um, I like Father's Day. Uh I I don't I don't see uh, I mean I, I'm sure that there's a a level of analysis and probably a historical framework under which one should say we shouldn't have a day of celebration, you know, related to one's role within the making of a human. I mean, and I'm open for all those conversations. Um also, I like Father's Day. I'm a father. Um, I had a father, you know, I mean? the time I got here. Uh, at least, you know, one half of the equation, you know, it's two, two halves, take take two halves to make a whole baby. <laughs> um, but generally, um, you know, as I spoke earlier about that, looking at all celebratory events askew, you know, at a certain point in my own arc of life, you know, I embrace the idea that, yo, it'd be, it's a fun thing to have a day like, you know, celebrate fathers in your life. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and those who, who may serve in those fatherly ways, you know, what I mean, as in terms of, of, of being, you know, you know, as uh, like I say, I have a physical father, and I got other fathers, you know, and, and big brothers. You know, what I'm saying that 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 provide and provided that fatherly guidance. I mean, in my own development as a man. Um, however, uh, the the you know, I don't have no super big point outside of you know, my basic ethos is that on Father's Day, fathers should be able to um, you know, articulate whatever their particular express value of how they want to enjoy themselves. Whether that's doing nothing, you know what I'm saying? If you one of them dudes that's like I'm a I am a, am going I feel obliged to cook out and I and I find joy. Cause Mike, I understand that, you know, um, you know, for some of us, um the way your father or man in your life may have felt comfortable expressing his love for his family would be by cooking on the grill over hot coals. You know what I mean, for them. Because <laughs> he may not have felt, you know, empowered or comfortable. Depending on the circumstances to like be giving out hugs or, you know, you know whatever other ways that one could express a sense, sense of intimacy. So, you know, acknowledge that sometimes your uncle wants to name that always wanted to be on the grill. That's because that's the only way he felt that he could be comfortable sharing how much he loved y'all. You know what I'm saying? He was over there on that grill, you know what I'm saying? Taking all along to get the burgers off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man, we ain't got the fire ain't started, but I just got the fire going. It ain't ready yet. We, you know, we need a couple more hours. You know what I'm saying? And also, in, in, out of respect for not just Texas, but, you know, all of the different places, there's a difference between grilling and barbecuing, right? Grilling mm. is, is cooking things over coals or fire on a grill. So Burgers and Franks is grilling, <laughs> you know. Could could be barbecuing, maybe, depending on how you did it. But if you're just right. doing veggie burgers and, and, you know, if you eat, if you don't eat, eat the meats, you know what I'm saying, you're just doing veggie burgers on the grill, you're not barbecuing. Now, if you slow cooking some seitan and, and some sauce, right. you know what I'm saying? Now you're barbecuing, see, it's different. It's barbecuing, it's slow, it smokes and stuff like that. Anyway, um, you know, contextually any, um, so let me fast forward to what's uh, any, you got any like Father's Day thoughts or, or observations that you feel the
3: world needs to hear? Um. Well, you know, not to make everything racial, but. <laughs>
2: Uh <laughs> <laughs> um I, you know I think uh, Father's Day is um
3: it's good that I think people are trying to combat narratives on
2: Father's Day about fatherhood in the black community um again that's nuanced But I think it's good that people
3: are doing that, affirming that, because I think there's an affirmation of, you know, driven by society and driven by in the 80s that we haven't been able to let go of that Black fathers don't father. Right. And Mm -hmm. like someone told me a long time ago, even if he ain't in his house with his kids, he in the house with somebody's kids, (laughs) which was deep. Because it made you realize, like, okay, yes, this person, for whatever reason, the relationship may have been, you know, going the way it's gone. That person may not be present every day, but that doesn't mean that person is not providing a fatherly, you know, kind of experience for other children in the community. You know, and one thing, you know, through our value system, you know, father means to further. Father means to further, right? So for people who are playing a role of fatherhood in our communities, and not just necessarily connecting it to um, the biological process. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, there are some people that biologically may not be able to, to do that. Um, and there are people who can biologically do it, but also have been furthering to like, to your point, furthering so many people in different ways or, you know, providing an example of what fatherhood could look like. And that, and that's a variety of things, right. That is the kind of what we know, the traditional, Hey, come here, bring me your plate. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying I ain't hug you but bring me your plate you know what I'm saying Um, you know I I was fortunate and I am fortunate uh, that my father although uh, what many people would consider (laughs) a traditional male (laughs) uh, also was very open with affection Mm -hmm. um, which we you know sometimes don't see and again, there's a lot of reasons for that. There's a lot of there's a lot of real reasons for that. And I don't think people should, like, when you're looking at somebody that may be challenged to engage on a certain level emotionally, frame them as flawed or less of a parent or less of a, you know, a father, right? That they may, you know, there may be things of uh, abuse. There may be, there's a whole bunch of stuff that can be attached to why people don't want to do hugs and stuff like that. Right yeah, yeah. now it, it is it is not a debate that affection helps humans grow faster. <laughs> affection yeah. helps humans bond like that that's a scientific fact, yeah. yeah, um but when accounting for how different people present themselves in the forms of love, I think it's um it's important to understand the role of black fatherhood in the variety of ways that it shows up, because I think it makes America better when people stop thinking that only one particular group of people aren't really interested in their kids. Yeah, like if you think about what that means, like because we never talk about like, oh man, do the Asians really like their kids, like oh do the Asian the Asian parents around the kids, but no, you don't talk about it like that. Like so, I do think that that's important. Um, to to see that, and to your point, I think the idea of how people want to be treated, it's interesting how again commercialism we've fallen into. Take your mother to dinner, buy her something red you know, flowers. some variation, flowers, mm-hmm. send, send, sing a song, you know, put on Sweet Sadie, you know, and <laughs> have, have a meme going on to your mother swinging Sweet Sadie, um, where father is like, people show pictures of getting like pins and, <laughs> you know, different different things that, that they want <laughs> to have or, you know, Father's Day chef hat or something. But again, mm-hmm. going back to my point, whatever, and adding on to what you're saying, whatever floats your boat for what you understand but also, I will say this: the 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 concept of the ability to rest and recharge, when it comes to being a father, I think is sometimes understated, and the ability to say that, hey, you know, just like people are like, oh man, you know, mom needs a week in a way, right? <laughs> Mom needs some time just because you know it'd be bugging them, you know. But sometimes a father may have some of those very same things, maybe different, of some of those very same stressors in society. Um, and as it pertains to the family, and the idea of that person resting and recharging is no less relevant because of their gender. Yeah, uh, um, so yeah,
1: and I,
0: I think the only thing I would add on to that is, um you know, maybe, maybe it should be just as this annual address to the, to the world around fatherhood. Maybe I should, I think about that for next year. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> um, but, you know, fathers nurture,
2: fathers care, fathers, mm-hmm. um, you know, most fathers, right, are trying. I know more
0: fathers who are trying to be the best fathers they can be than fathers who ain't, just, just you know, ain't on the scene. And, and usually when dudes ain't on the scene, it's probably you know, in some cases it may have been the best thing for everybody, even though it was hard. Cause mm-hmm. they wasn't they wasn't healthy. That's right. You know what I'm saying? They wasn't right. And I you know what I'm saying, you know, and and I it might be easy for me to say, um, you know, from my position in my context at this time in life, you know, but there's a fair amount of folks who you know, whatever the circumstances was when their father became a father, they wasn't necessarily the person they needed to be to be a good father. And not saying, you know, that you need to give them a high five for, you know, going off and being in a battle of addiction or any number of other uh, ailments that could befall one.
2: In some contexts is where that man being present may have, may have had more harm than good. Um, on the other hand,
0: I also understand, um, you know, I always had the closure of knowing my father wasn't there cause he died, <laughs> right? So, you know, like, I wasn't like, well, why does my father love me? Or why my father come to my birthday? Well, my father's not here anymore. <laughs> so therefore he right. can't, right? So I understand there is a, that that missing piece when the person who you know, you know one had to exist for you to exist, but you don't know why they're not around, especially when you see other people. Like, so I understand, like, it's a, it's a messy challenging thing. Um. But I, I just think that it's it's just more than like I know <laughs> I know lots of fathers. You know what I'm saying? And I know young fathers, I know old fathers. I I I I see the 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 many different ways people talk about their relationships, you know, with with um and, and I think it's important as black men, like the 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 way you relate to your own thread of like what it means to be a man within the context of your own family. Um like what, the, what are those things that are expressed or valued and how folks showed up? Um, and it is a significant aspect of, of who, you, who you are. Um, it is a aspect as it pertains to our community, when, especially when it's talked about in the larger external world, you know, as you brought up, where people will center it on this idea that supposedly we don't want to be around when it's, it's, I mean, it's just not true. Right, it is. There is a there is a, a there there is a piece of that that exists for sure, but the piece of that that exists in our community, I think, if one actually committed the time to to study, would find it ain't that much different.
3: No, <laughs> than, you extrapolated. You than, if yeah.
0: anybody any of the other male groups, especially that are as it shows up within the American context, and then if you start doing the comparative, uh, was it the, was, it the, was it the comparative anthropology? Was it, it
1: yeah? You know uh, what
0: I mean? Where you go look at other. Cultures and societies, and what the expectations of men are, and the, it's some it's some shit out there for y'all,
2: around right
0: <laughs> around right. like where it's like yo, know, I'm a man, I do that, you know, I'm a man, I don't I don't talk to, you know, I don't talk to the woman after I leave it in, I just walk away, like you know, what I'm saying, right. like, there's all kinds of stuff out there that that you know, again, has an origin in that world, whatever world you're talking about, right? And there's other narratives, and there's many ways that humans are self organized, so it, it's like. I guess again, as we I guess maybe it's a the theme of this show, you know, deeper study will reward you with a higher level of understanding <laughs> of what of what you're really talking about. Right. And so on Father's Day, you know, what I mean, you know, one, if you know, one, go, go say something nice to you, man. Tell a father you love, him, man. Like I I send a message text to text some folks this morning, man, give him a high five, five, adapt something, give him some skin. You know what I mean? Let him know, hey man, I see you over there being father. One love to you, man. And and if you're a pops, you're a father, I man, go collect all of your props, man. Except, except some acknowledgement. Except if your kids want get to you, get you some terrible socks or make you a bad pa- set of pancakes, tell them I love y'all. Thank you for these terrible pancakes. I know you came from your heart. You know what I'm saying? You know, That's they, right. they want to step the game up, maybe take you to a nice brunch or something or, or, they, <laughs> or they got you, you, know, they didn't get you some terrible socks. They got you some high quality socks or maybe even a nice, you know, a nice blazer or something or they took you some you know, maybe they did some other things, you know, maybe they're going to let you watch the game in peace or, you know, whatever floats your boat, man. Like maybe it's the, the like I said, you want your, your kids or your whoever to come over and watch the game with you later. I mean, you're watching the basketball game. we got two games. we got one game seven and a
3: game one. Game one. Yep. Game seven, game one today. Right. Yeah, I mean, like,
0: you know, maybe that's what you want to do on Friday. I don't know, but I think it's, it's important to be open to the multiple ways that one can engage, you know what I mean? With a day like this. And then that area is a, a very important. And I think it is a significant in our community because we get so much external messaging about ourselves that you can I could see where someone could have a hard time believing their own mixtapes as it pertains to what our actual values are. Right. And so you know you gotta you gotta elevate them again. Oh no, no, no. Actually, we, we be we be out here fathering. <laughs> like we be we be fathering. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the, you know, everybody ain't, you know, everyone's, you know, gets varied results. But the majority, we out here doing the best we can with it. And, and
2: you know, let's not let, uh let a, don't let. uh Don't let ex- political narratives. No, I mean, let's just be real.
3: They're political narratives utilized to move strategies mm-hmm. over the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And acknowledge that that's what that is and yes there are people in our own personal lives who have seen those things that reflect the narrative but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a narrative right like the fact that it connected with what you saw doesn't mean it's less of a narrative it just means that's also what you saw because of the narrative of hey the problem is not our system the problem is that this person won't take care of their children and then if you see somebody for whatever reason that you may perceive as not taking care of their children, then it connects with that. So you start taking in the narrative when the narrative was used to do something far more insidious than your experience. The narrative was used to move millions of dollars. The narrative was moved to create uh, the idea of a threatening group of people. The narrative was used to have a lazy, shiftless group of people. Like that's something broader, especially coming out of um, the post-industrial society. So I don't want to go too deep into that rabbit hole, but I think that's, Yes. Really important to keep in context of when you started hearing that black men were not in their families, it was post-industrial
2: society when the lack of access to education necessarily meant that you were not as able, able to take care
3: of a family as you were during the industrial uh, space in every place in America, as well as you had people who could go, be a, who could go provide for their families, maybe in another city, or even if the family was not together in its traditional quote-unquote nuclear form, still was able to be there providing, right? So again, there's still this economic element to what we have come to understand as a social norming. And it was always economic before it was social. It wasn't social when it became economic, so. F- y'all enjoy it man go, go get you whatever you want big piece of broccoli big piece of chicken <laughs> yeah,
1: right.
3: whatever whatever you know what <laughs> I'm saying you want your spice steak. yeah if you want your spice differently you want some extra hot sauce on yours as I always do get it how you want it rest and recharge. because guess what tomorrow you still gotta go do some shit still gotta
0: be- <laughs> right tomorrow you're gonna have to go down there and do whatever it is you be doing on Mondays <laughs> <laughs>
3: Probably by the time you listen to this podcast, <laughs> right? You've you've already started doing what we're talking about, so, yeah, so <laughs> we, we, hope, salute hope yeah,
0: we salute you. Enjoy,
2: yeah. We enjoy.
0: <laughs> so with that, I think we I think we there. I can say peace. Peace. Listening to good brothers. Thank you to my good brother, I'm majestic. Uh, we try to record as often as we can uh, in these harrowing times. Um, I appreciate you for being on board with the Ash Head podcast and the related uh, guests, as it were. Uh, so, you know, as we prepare for a, should be a very busy summer and the coming of several um, solo interviews, me and, uh, you know, new new varieties of guests and what have you, ask you to keep riding along with us uh, as I do the best to create and keep the rest of the world moving at the speed it needs to move at you can support the podcast by one listening two, sharing uh and also by becoming a patron on patreon uh, small monthly helps me uh, keep the the costs to operate all this rolling right um also you can still go to the etsy shop it is in in uh how do you say reboot but you know grabbing a hoodie does a lot for the uh, for the cause, and also you know keep you warm. So, in any event, I hope you appreciate our conversation. Hope it adds something to your life, and uh, thank you for listening. Peace.